0: Welcome to today's episode of 49ers Unrestricted. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how are you doing? This fine Monday morning. I'm good.
1: Happy Monday. Uh, it's almost time. We've said it all off season that we're getting closer and closer, and it's almost football time and preseasons here. So a lot of good stuff is happening, it is but it's really close now. It's coming.
0: And let's not forget the 49ers are undefeated so far in the 2022 NFL season, especially if you count preseason, which we don't, but let's count it right now. And it's been a, yeah. a good, a good start to the year. We haven't had an episode since the 49ers took the field in, in their first two preseason games. So I think maybe let's just spend a few minutes. What, what happened? What stood out to you, Daniel? What, what got your attention? Yeah.
1: Um, I think Trey Lance is what got everyone's attention for the most part as he had some highlight throws. Yeah. He had some
0: good looks. Did someone say perfect and, passer rating?
1: Right. So that's, that's the main part of what uh, a lot of people are seeing. Um, cause some people don't care about the backups and how they're doing. So I want to break that down a little bit more for us so that we can get some, not just the big headlines, um, but speaking of quarterbacks, I think both of our backups looked okay. Yeah. For a preseason game, especially a Brock Purdy just getting in there.
0: Brock what your Purdy, thoughts on I, thought, I thought played well against the Vikings on on Saturday, and it's worth noting if you're if you're following along, Trey Lance, obviously our hope, our champion, our starter played the first two series of the first preseason game against the Packers, did not play at all against the Vikings. Cal Shanahan has said from the beginning that his plan was to play Trey in the first and last preseason games. Just a little. So in the last game we got to see a lot of our of our two backups in Nate Sudfeld and and Brock Purdy. And yeah, that's that's what I took away, Daniel, as well. I thought they both both played really well, and for someone for Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, I think really played above what was probably expected of him. And I think we're going to do roster breakdowns later, later in this episode. And I I kind of expect to have a much lengthier discussion about that backup QB spot than I would have going in. So I think that should be be a fun conversation. And I thought Purdy Purdy really played well last night, and and so did Sudfeld, who I also did not know is six foot six until recently, by the way, but. Yeah, and they were both doing the classic Kyle Shanahan darts over the middle of the field, like short passes. So that that's what intrigued me is I kind of expect the 49ers offense to be different than that. But that that's what they were looking like last night. But yeah, any who did you think performed better, Daniel? If you had to guess, I know we'll do this later. but Of the two? Yeah. Um, uh, not just by
1: statistical breakdown.
0: Yeah, uh, you can go stats, go
1: tape, whatever you think. Purdy, Purdy had more throws. If I pull it up right here, and Brock Purdy was fourteen for twenty-three with one hundred and twenty-eight yards, and Nate Sudfeld was thirteen for seventeen with one hundred and two yards and a touchdown. Um, so statistically, Sudfeld played better, but I think Purdy has more potential there because I'm going off of mainly how they. I'm going the eye test, how they looked, and. There's Purdy looked like a like a better and more potential filled quarterback than Sudfeld and that's part of cuz Sudfeld has been a career backup for multiple years. That's what I was going to say is, and it is might Sudfeld
0: be- or uh, Purdy's the mystery box, right? We've seen Nate Sudfeld. We know yeah. he's fine. We know he's a competent NFL backup. But there's part of us that's like, "Ooh, Brock Purdy. He's new. Maybe he's good." shiny new not, toy. We mm-hmm. don't know. Exactly. He's the shiny new toy. Yeah. And this, so there's totally an element of like, well, obviously we want the guy who we don't know his ceiling and he's clearly shown that there is a a floor of competence, but I mean it was the preseason. Preseason is not you can't you can't necessarily judge things off of that. So I'm I was intrigued for sure. I don't know. We can we can dive into that later in the episode, but backup quarterbacks in a, an important position. So, yeah. It is. And one of the best ones because you get paid mills
1: just to sit some most dream of the job. time. But uh, when you're needed, dream job. $10 million a um, year to carry
0: a clipboard and drive a golf cart. It's the life.
1: Running backs. This is where when we get into our roster breakdown, this is this seems to always be the big question, especially for the 49ers. How many are they going to keep? Who's it going to be? And last year, Timmy and I did not <laughs> do an awesome job. Yeah. But it was too hard to with this Raheem Mostert injury no one was expecting. Elijah Mitchell from From the bottom of the depth chart um, all the way up to the top excuse where me. he sits now.
0: I said from the very beginning that Elijah Mitchell was the actual backup to Raheem Mostert. And I said, if Raheem Mostert goes down, it's not Trey Sermon that's going to get all that work. It's Elijah Mitchell. So, I called it exactly. Yeah. I thought yeah, Trey Sermon I, was I, going I to get work. So, that w- I was wrong. But
1: <laughs> We were everyone and their mother was wrong about that one. Yeah. My goodness. Sorry, um, fantasy players. And, uh, Well, he had five attempts for eight yards against the Vikings. Not uh, great. And one reception for four yards. I just don't know what is up.
0: I thought every other running back had a moment where I was like, ooh. Like, Ty Davis-Price had some nice stuff. Jeff Wilson had a really nice, like, violent run that he almost took into the end zone. And Jordan Mason, our undrafted free agent, has looked really good, too. And so has Jermichael Hasty. I don't know. We'll get to that spot. Well, that's but the hard part, They've man. all looked good except for Sermon. The other the other preseason story that this was more two weeks ago, but we haven't talked about it on the pod, rookie cornerback Samuel Womack. This guy pulls in two picks against the Packers right after that game, and I mean right after. The 49ers cut, and I've got my pronunciation charted in front of me, so I'm kind of hoping he is on this. But I don't think he is, and that is a bummer. Uh, Darquez Verna- Denard had been the 49ers' starting nickel cornerback all through camp. Suddenly, Samuel Wellmack, the rookie, gets these two picks. They cut him like 48 hours later. They cut Denard. So they're pretty clearly saying... Samuel Womack is going to be the 49ers' nickel cornerback starter. And I kind of think that's the most important thing. Yeah, Womack beat him out. That's probably the most important thing that's happened this whole time. And then the other part of that is we want to get some other guys' looks at the nickel cornerback spot. I think someone like D'Amador Lenore fitting in there would make a lot of sense. And Quantrez Knight, the rookie out of UCLA, is going to play um, that spot as well. And he's been looking good. So there's, there's good a sign of being confidence for... In Womack, but also they want to give these younger guys the opportunities. I think that might be the biggest thing that's happened in the 49ers preseason in camp is that they were so quick after these two picks to say, like, cool, you're the guy. Like, they clearly had a lot of confidence in him, and then he proved it in that game, and they were just like, cool, we don't need Denard anymore. I know that was two weeks ago, but I just I really want to make sure we talk about it because I thought it was huge. Yeah,
1: but who else could compete with him for that spot, or is it truly Womack's for the taking and no one else is really in his way?
0: I mean, unless they're going to move someone there from another position, I, I think it's Womax. I think Womack has taken it, to be honest. I don't even know that it's Womax for the taking. I think yep. it's just Womax.
1: <laughs> it's not even – It's just it is.
0: I mean, yeah. Yeah. You cut the guy who had been taking all the snaps after he turns around with two picks in his first preseason game. I think that's a pretty good, like, cool. We had pretty much seen all we wanted to see from you, and then you showed us this. Like, we're good.
1: Yeah. Well, think back to last couple of years with Kawan Williams and how crucial of a role he played. Yeah. And if you're look, if you just a stats person and you look at his stats, he's not busting up numbers in the tackle column because uh, that's not what his position does. That's not what they're known for all that's the, the time. They're not getting a – I don't well. know if I've ever seen a nickel get 100 tackles in a season. Um, That would be absurd to me. So – he was very much a key role player, and he had a lot of good interceptions, and especially just in the most crucial moments, I feel like it was always a Kawan Williams interception when someone got one when it was needed. Yeah, he was and great. And it would be so cool, so cool if Womack can just step in there and be like, hey, I'm the new guy, and I'm going to fill these shoes right away and maybe even play a bigger factor in that role. So that'd be cool. So we can look – that spot as check mark we got that one figured out easy done um figuring out that roster prediction that we'll get to in a little bit um trying to see how many cornerbacks they take and who that is i think that's always one of the biggest challenges is trying to decide how many players they are going to take each position because it's not the same every year this might be a year where they take more O-line. Last year was a whole lot of D-line. I'm worried and about our O-line. I think they cut the secondary short. Yeah. I, I always am a little, but that. I I am worried. Yeah, but more so. We felt pretty good with Alex Mack. We were a little worried about him being old, and it was great for the most part. But now that interior is not, is mm. not quite what we uh, were hoping for, and we didn't address it a whole lot.
0: Speaking of interior linemen, on the other side of the ball, I want to talk about, we saw him in just a little bit of preseason action, I want to talk about Javon Kinlaw. First of all, I saw a picture of this man shirtless the other day. And Daniel, if you have not (laughs) seen this, it is the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Oh, I have. I was immediately like, oh, that's why they took him in the first round. Like, I took one look, and I was like, yep, that's a first-round NFL draft pick. That man's huge. And then you talk about he was talking, I think it was after the Vikings. First of all, wearing a very tight fitting shirt again. Just a huge man. I know like I just could not. I was just like, oh, my gosh, this man is huge. Yeah, he is. That's a man. Anyway, he was talking about how after his knee surgery, he was basically like, yeah, this is the first time I've played football pain free in years. He's like, I feel like a kid again. Like it was just, it was cool to hear. Like this guy feels like he's finally healthy, and he's had a, a battle to get there. And if you learn a little bit about Javon Kinlaw's life, he's had a battle his entire life as well. But he he showed it against the Vikings last night. He had a huge goal line sack where he just barreled through the O line, and it was one of those moments of like, okay, like it's been a rocky start, but this guy still has all the tools, and he's. I mean, there's no. There is not a coaching staff in the NFL that you want coaching up a young defensive lineman over the 49ers. I think that's I think that's true, and that's a given. And so if he's finally healthy, he's played well with this knee injury in the past in his limited appearances. He's looked good. Add in, he finally got this ACL stuff cleaned up. He's finally fully healthy in the NFL. I think Javon Kinlock could be in for a huge third year in the NFL. And I know we've even...
1: Uh we have not bad mouthed Javon Kenla, not as bad oh, we, as some we reporters haven't always good mouthed
0: him either either. Oh, you're saying uh Grant. We have Cohen? not always been his
1: biggest fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I was throwing shade at Grant because he'll for sure hear this. Um, you think
0: we what <laughs> I like to think he I like no, to think he us. Grant, if you're listening, yeah. open invite to, to come on anytime.
1: Yeah, and I'll rip you apart for being mean or players. Yeah. Just kidding. I'll be um, nice to you. But w- we have been critical of Javon because he has... <laughs> I just love the subtle. I'll be nice to you. Uh, we have been critical of Javon as everyone should have been at some point if you're realistic with yourself because we spent a lot. DeForest Buckner, a fan favorite, is gone and that's the, because we believed in Javon Kinlaw. And that's
0: not even Kinlaw's fault, but of course he's going to feel the brunt of that. No, you no, trade no, no. no, away no. To, you trade away DeForest Buckner beloved franchise player who's been phenomenal, and you say, yeah, this is his replacement. Like, he's going to do the same things. And then he doesn't. And you know what? That's not Kinlaw's fault. Yeah. But it makes sense that no. he feels that pressure. So that that whole, whole yeah. grant Cohn interaction, it's like, I don't know that either of them handled it particularly professionally, but I understood why Kinlaw was pissed. Like, he's been feeling this pressure that's not even his fault. He didn't ask to have the 49ers trade away Buckner for him.
1: Yeah. Um, but we've been very critical of his play mainly because it hasn't been there a lot. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. And when he was, he wasn't as much of a factor as a 13th overall pick should be. But so let's take that quote of what he said and I'm going to run with it and I'm going to take that very seriously and say, or think to myself, if he has not been healthy in years and he is now healthy, I'm expecting a huge year. And I think that's a fair assumption. I, but
0: I think so. Too. I'm not
1: expecting it in a hey Javon, like you better perform now. yeah I'm excited. I'm trying like, to I'm, I'm boosting you up, Javon. I'm
0: trying to find the the full quote again. You kind of forget about just playing football, just having fun. I feel like I'm finally getting back to having fun, just being a kid again now that I'm not in any pain. And the yep. thing is the 49ers need him. The 49ers need yep. Javon Kinlaw to step up because DJ Jones is gone. DJ Jones was that run stopper. He was the 49ers interior line, and he was phenomenal. He's with the Broncos now. And part of the 49ers letting him go, I think, had to be confidence in Kinlaw. And so he's going to have all the opportunity in the world to prove his haters and Grant Cohn wrong, but he's also got to do it. And if he doesn't, fair or not, he's it's going to only be worse what he hears from fans. And I don't want him to hear that stuff. And I don't think it's fair and I don't think it's nice. And I wish football fans didn't do that, but he's going to feel it even worse if he doesn't, doesn't show up with this.
1: Yeah. And I think it's another uh, note to point out that our defensive line has been the the depth thing that we've talked about for years. And while we've got some good pieces there still, it's certainly more shaky than it has been in years past yeah. with Javon and Armstead healthy in the middle uh, in the starting line. That's awesome. And then Kevin Givens, who was there last year, newly added Hassan Ridgeway are the next guys in uh, as of now. Yeah. And that's, that's, that looks a lot different than a Contavious uh, Street and DJ Jones to me. That's a lot different, and I don't feel nearly as good about it. It worries me, especially having Maurice Hurst out for the year, most likely.
0: Yeah, I. Um, Hurst, Hurst, we might really come need, back in need a Kinlon like Armstead December. healthy. Yeah, we need Kinlon Armstead healthy. I just Still very late. I have so much confidence in Chris Kosurek, the 49ers defensive line coach. I'm kind of like, there's a small part of me that's like, if I showed up and took a bunch of steroids, he could have me with six sacks. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about how good of a coach he is. I would need steroids, obviously. But if I showed up and put on 20 pounds of muscle, I think he could give me six sacks. He's that good of a coach. That's not true at all, but that kind of speaks to the confidence that I have in that 49ers D-line coaching staff. I've heard a lot of guys, NFL media guys, say they are that is the best positional coaching staff in the NFL is the 49ers D-line coaching team. And so I'm with you that we need guys to step up, but... There is no team that's better positioned to help their guys step up. All right, any any yeah. other major takeaways from the preseason so far before we move on to some roster predictions? Um, nothing
1: nothing crazy from the from the preseason games that we won't kind of talk about in our uh roster breakdown to kind of, you know, give a case of why this guy makes a team or why he doesn't. Yeah. Um, but one thing I do want to note, um We just got thrown for a loop this morning, uh, minutes before we started recording. The Niners signed uh, former Chicago Bears safety Tashawn Gibson, um, who's been a a veteran for a few years. He played 12 games for the Bears last year, so uh, he was not uh, a factor into... Our predictions, because he was only trying out with them, um, so maybe he slides in there at a very uh, needy I, I safety what position. That means so
0: about Jimmy Ward's health, to be honest, he's got an injury that was supposed to keep him out potentially going into the early yep. season, and that the signing safety depth worries me about about his health. We've already got some secondary injuries. Both the wards have some soft tissue stuff going on. It sounds like they expect Charvarius to be back, but I think Jimmy Ward's might might miss a couple weeks. So that's something to keep yeah. to keep your eye on is that those soft tissue injuries. Shanahan is not happy with the the amount of soft tissue injuries that have come up with the 49ers uh, so far this training camp no. season, and he he was kind of speaking to like I think we might need to look at adjusting our practice schedule. Like we've just had too many of this soft tissue kind of stuff. But yeah.
1: Um, one more note before we get into the uh, the roster breakdown, the NFL top one hundred list. Or at least oh, I think yeah. the majority of it is coming out. Kyle we got some U's boys check on there. Made it. Yeah, did you catch what number he was? One hundred. He is one hundred. Okay, I couldn't remember. He just slid in there, right? They're giving that he made credit. it. He's That's made it before, awesome. too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's because I
0: only had a, a few.
1: Uh,
0: Fred, Fred Warner down and when George Kittle made it on yesterday, and Nick Bosa. So we got Uh Bosa at 25 and Warner and Kittle as well. I actually. 47. Yeah, it's 47 is Fred, right? And then where did Kittle win? 47, Fred Warner.
1: Kittle is 22.
0: Wow. They have Kittle over Bosa. You know, I don't always, Yeah, I
1: know. Nick Bosa, 25 George Kittle 22. I don't
0: take these things that seriously, these kind of rankings, but I the NFL 100 I no. think has some merit because do you know how it's decided? It's it's NFL players vote on the NFL 100. So there is something to me of yep. like NFL players who understand NFL football better than we ever will. Look at this and say, "Yeah, George Kittle is the twenty-second best player in the NFL." They also had Mac Jones in the top one hundred, so I, I don't know, but there is something to the players voting on it that I think does lay it some weight and at least gives you an idea of how guys are thought of around the league. So we didn't look
1: at the, the at least I did not look at the early part of this list. So the the like one hundred and ninety, Kyle Buschek is number one hundred as you said. Yeah. But do you know who's
0: number ninety six? I don't know. Jimmy Ward. Oh, yeah, I did know that. I did know that. Which makes sense. Jimmy Ward's Jimmy a really Ward. respected guy around the league and with his peers and stuff.
1: Let's read. Let me just re- go through these names. Number 100, Kyle Juszczyk. 99, Kirk Cousins. Mm. 98, David Montgomery. 97, Leonard Williams. 96, Jimmy Ward, who's right behind. This is what wish, right this behind.
0: show so you could see all the faces I just made in reaction to all the names you read.
1: right. 96 is Jimmy Ward and then right right in front of him is Cowboys wide receiver CeeDee Lamb.
0: That's good for Ward. I mean So apparently
1: Jimmy Ward and CeeDee Lamb are
0: that good. Did you know Jimmy Ward <laughs> that close. is the longest tenured 49er? Yes. Yeah, we always forget that. He's been on the team yeah. for a very long time. I think he was on it when Harbaugh was still here.
1: Mhm. 2014 was his rookie year.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. It's a long time. Good it man. is.
1: It's, he's been he's been around. And he's been good. Yeah, Mac Jones, eighty five as you said.
0: All right. Let's do some roster let's do it. predictions. I feel like we kind of did it already, but we're gonna we're gonna dive we got a we
1: got little bits in there, but Yeah, we're
0: gonna dive through the roster, talk about who we see making the team, potentially who we see starting in in certain spots, and yeah. Daniel, take it away. Where do you want to start?
1: Okay, let's start at the helm. Let's start at the quarterback position. Now this I think is, Trey Lance will make it. This you think Trey Lance made it? I think you're wrong. I think wrong. he's going to make I, the think team. That Brian, I think that Brian Grease has come out of retirement to play quarterback for the I thought you were going to say
0: we signed Brian like, Hoyer. Not again, but. It's like, I don't want no. Hoyer back. Please, no. We saw him start too many times. I I mean, I obviously, Trey Lance, yeah. the franchise, the hope, Sir Lancelot himself will will be on the 49ers roster. He will be starting. The question really is is who will be backing what him? What
1: other up. quarterbacks?
0: Yeah, because we we talked about Brock yeah. Purdy and Nate Sudfeld. It's funny, there's kind of two schools of thought to how you handle the backup quarterback spot. Some people are like, it's the most important roster yep. on the team. Have you ever heard the Peyton Manning quote, Daniel?
1: Yes, I, just, I couldn't tell you it, but I've, I've, so, I know this ridiculous quote. Yeah, someone
0: was at the Colts practice once, and uh, the like a reporter asked, maybe the offensive coordinator, like, why Peyton Manning took all the snaps at practice? And they were like, why don't you give your backup quarterback like a couple snaps to be ready? And the guy said... Well, if Peyton goes down, we're effed, and we don't practice effed. <laughs> it's an all-time, an all-time <laughs> quote. Anyway, so I say that <laughs> to say there's two schools of thoughts. Uh, so good. There's two schools of if thought Peyton to the backup quarterback position. Either you need a really good one so you can compete if your starter goes <laughs> down, or you say, "Well, screw it, we're screwed anyway. Let's not like put any effort there." So.
1: And it's like, yeah, this guy's going to go in and we're going to play children's ball. I don't know.
0: Well, and it's totally but, true when you think about like how reliant those Colts offenses were on like Peyton's, Peyton Manning's yes. ability to be Peyton Manning. But anyway, so I'm a little surprised, to be honest, that the 49ers haven't brought in someone who's a little more mobile. A little more like Trey to be that backup so the offense can be more consistent I would have thought like a Tarod Taylor would have been a really good fit someone with a little more who can move a little more I I was a little surprised the 49ers didn't do that because not that Sudfeld and and Purdy can't move but Trey Lance is a running a mobile quarterback a, a true dual threat and so I would imagine if he goes down there's gonna be some shifts to the offense but
1: so what you're saying is that the 49ers should sign Cam Newton
0: I mean, it's not the worst idea in the world. There's this There's this part of me in the back of my mind that's like, Kim Newton's still got it. Like, I don't know why I think that, but he does. <laughs> yeah, he, that's what he wants. He wants you to be able to maybe, believe that. Maybe he's just not okay. healthy. Like, he's just been trying to get healthy what in the are couple seasons. <laughs> what
1: we're taking a good amount of time to get to is, is Jimmy G on the roster or yeah, that's not? That's a good point. I forgot he's does, still on the team. He is. He's and- gone. I want to believe that
0: he has doesn't even have a playbook. I want to. He's been ghosting the team. Has he truly been ghosting them, or well, it sounds are they like, like he's always ghosted them over the off season? He's just always kind of done that. But he does. They haven't given him a playbook. They don't expect him on this team. I okay. I think he's gone. Great.
1: So then we can. We can cut him off of my roster as well. The question I had is, a, you is know, if he's just cut a or traded. Fat trader, question mark right? there.
0: Deshaun Watson, obviously, suspension settled at 11 games. Are they going to move for Jimmy? The problem is, is anyone who moves for Jimmy is going to want the 49ers to eat some of his salary, and there's no motivation for the 49ers to do that because if they cut him before the fifth final 53-man roster, they owe him basically nothing. It's now that he's passed the injury stuff. So, unless somebody wants to take on his full salary or give an insane amount to the Niners to get the Niners to eat his salary, they're going to they're going to cut him. And I I think he gets cut and he probably signs with the Browns or Seattle or something. But yeah, I I think he's getting cut.
1: Yeah. I fully believe that it'll be a cut not a trade. If it so was a trade, it would have happened already the second that Zach Wilson went down, or Deshaun yeah, Watson's 11-game suspension came out. Maybe it happens this him. week.
0: Maybe they're working out something with the Watson news. Maybe they hold him for a couple more weeks in the hopes someone else gets injured. But again, they're gonna whoever trades for him is going to want the Niners to eat some of his salary, and the Niners don't want to do that. So I, I think Jimmy's getting cut. So that really comes down to who is backing okay. up
1: Lance. So here's what we got. Next Tuesday, August 30th is when rosters get cut down from 80 guys to 53 so we have either one more week in the day of jimmy or we've got another season with him. next tuesday listeners is the big day where i love how it goes from 90 to 85 85 to 80 and 80 to boom 53 cut so that's when it's going to happen um and we're going to make that guess that it is happening. We're going to send up that prayer that it is happening. I still
0: think he might get traded, so, but he's going to be off the roster by then. There's just there's no motivation for the 49ers to keep to keep him on the books. Yes, they could afford it, but I just I can't imagine they wouldn't have at least given him a playbook, right? If they had any intention of keeping him.
1: So, do you think that if so let's go with this uh Jimmy's cut, Trey Lance obviously, Sudfeld is probably going to be the backup Does Purdy make it as the third string, or is he going practice squad? Well,
0: I think it's really a question of do the 49ers carry three quarterbacks. Correct me if I'm wrong. We did take three on the roster last year, right? Sudfeld was on the 53-man roster last season, I think. I'm trying to remember
1: if he started there or not. I thought he did not at first. I could be wrong. I I felt silly taking Jimmy and Trey and then a third one where it's like, you got two great quarterbacks. You don't need a third on the roster. I
0: think the Niners have carried three quarterbacks under Shanahan before. I just can't remember if it was last year or before that. So I think it's possible they keep all three.
1: I think they might. I, I, think, I think they, they keep they
0: Sudfeld and, and put Purdy on the practice squad, though, if they get rid of one. And Purdy's been good. But yes, if you're going to have yes. a backup, you want the veteran. There's no reason not to have the more experienced guy as the backup, especially as we talked about where if Trey Lance goes down, we're probably screwed anyways. So let's get the guy who can at least like right the ship, keep things moving, and hope Trey's back next week. Like I think Purdy seems like he could be good and long term. Maybe he does something, but I-, I think he winds up on the practice squad. So I think we're keeping two, okay. and I think it's Lance obviously, and then Sudfeld. That's my that's my guess.
1: I I agree with we're keeping two probably, um, because I think that we're going to be taking an extra running back or secondary. And so let's move on to running backs. Yeah, this and one. Let's go. We don't need to necessarily break down the depth chart. I, but give me your top two of who easy make the team.
0: I mean Elijah Mitchell is making the team, and I I think Ty Davis Price is making the team.
1: Okay, I I think if I had to go one and two, I would put Jeff Wilson as number two.
0: Yeah, I I think that that might be fair number two. So I think I think Wilson, Mitchell, and I think Davis Price are on there. I I agree. I think next is JerMichael Hasty. I think he's looked good. I think the 49ers have proven. They want him out there at third down. They trust him in receiving. They trust him in pass protection. He's got a – like, that's important to a coaching staff, the ability to block, the ability to do those things. I think Hasty makes the team. And that leaves – so we just said that gives us Mitchell, Davis Price, Wilson, Wilson. Hasty. I think we're going to carry five. I do. And I – I kind of think Jordan Mason is the next guy. He's been really good.
1: That's the crazy part, and I think part of why Hasty makes it over Sermon or Mason is we've talked about his special teams. Yeah, that's true, uh, the special we've teams talked about too. his too. Use- totally. We've talked about his usage in both the receiving and backfield game Yeah, um, and how crucial that's been. Even if it's one or two times each a game, it's his ability to do both so I have a really hard time putting Hasty as the odd man out. Um, yeah. So does that mean they take? F- you think they take five? Mason's the fifth. Do they cut Sermon and try to sign him to the practice squad?
0: Well, I'm not sure. Them taking six is out of the realm of possibility. But I don't know. I mean, Sermon has been better this season, but has he done enough to change exactly. to change anything he showed last season? I mean, the Forty ers clearly were just unhappy with him all year they were just they were just not happy with the guy and has he done enough to change that he's been better and maybe the 49ers are shifting to more of a power rushing game triple option that kind of stuff i don't know i i think it could be the end of sermon which is a bummer but
1: yeah personally personally i think they will go mitchell wilson tdp hasty and they will take sermon yeah and we'll sign Mason to the practice squad and the first injury they get Mason's up and might get a shot. Yeah,
0: you you might be right about that. I think I'm good with going with that as our like consensus 49ers unrestricted position is that it's going to be those five I and then think, eight, and then uh yeah. Mason on the practice squad. I th- I think you're right.
1: Mason's been flashy this preseason, but we've seen plenty of times where guys have even been more flashy and they yeah. don't make the team because, you know, they they just got to look. And a lot of the time in, in NFL preseason, it's like, hey, you yeah. can come try here, but, like, you have such an uphill battle. Do not expect to make the team. And if they perform out of their mind, they'll make the team. Yeah. So I think that they they liked him enough to probably try to keep him on the practice squad, but uh, I just don't think it's a big enough sample size. Yeah. So we've got him with five running backs, uh, two quarterbacks, so we're at seven positions. Yeah.
0: All right. seven players. Seven players. Me. So next up, where do you want to go next? Stay on the offense? Should let's, we, go, let's do it. Should we do receiver?
1: Yep, let's do receivers. I'm going to go
0: out on a limb. Ready? So Debo Samuel will <laughs> be on the 49ers roster. I said it. I, I might get some hate for it, but I believe Debo Samuel will make the team.
1: <laughs> okay, we got Debo... Uh, Ayuk yeah, who's had Iuker, a wonderful Debo and Ayuk are on. One and two.
0: I think next up that I'm the most confident in is Danny Gray. So, do you think that Jawan
1: Jennings has not performed well this preseason, or do you think he's just been outperformed, or uh, I, Danny Gray or Ray Ray McLeod have gotten more volume? Well,
0: I think I expect Jawan Jennings to be on the team. I think Danny Gray has looked really good, and I think he might line up more with what the team wants to do. I think he gives – he Jawan Jennings fits much more with, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo over the middle of the field, run blocking, yards after the catch. Jawan Jennings is great at that. Danny Gray is a field stretcher. Danny Gray is a deep threat. Danny Gray is fast. Danny Gray is different. And I think the 49ers' offense yeah. is going to be different. We only saw five, snap, five passes by Trey Lance – in that preseason game he played, and you know what? It was enough to say, okay, the 49ers are throwing deep this year. And so that, I thought, yep. was really important, and I think Danny Gray is part of that. I think Juwan Jennings still makes the team, for sure. But I, I, oh, easy. I think Danny Gray is a really shook. important part of what the 49ers want to do on offense.
1: You remember last year how we predicted, we said, hey, wow, this feels forever ago, man. We said, hey, most of it's going to be 1A, Sermon's 1B. Yeah. That's <laughs> so funny. Just saying that, looking at how our season went last we year, just very it was at the time it was a great prediction. It was solid. <laughs> Mustard goes down. Sermon sucks, and it's just in shambles of what our prediction was. Uh, I think that this year it's going to be. We're not going to have a clear wide receiver three. I think Jennings is going to start the year as the maybe the more getting the, the most volume as the third wide receiver yeah, because he's sense. been there. He seems like he's been a staple and he, he really came up at the end of the year in in playoffs, he was clutch. Yeah. Um, not as much of a deep threat as Danny Gray and Ray Ray McLeod. No, I, so that's I think why Jennings they get into the mix.
0: For sure. So that gives us four receivers. And now it gets messy.
1: With Danny Gray. Danny Gray. I think Ray, Ray McLeod makes it, I even do. as a receiver, I think he beats it out as number five. I do and too. And then he's also shined in special Especially teams. Especially
0: when you, like, he's almost guaranteed to be the punt returner, right? Like, he's going to be the 49ers main punt guy. Oh, yeah. And so I, I, I think that makes that, I think that's almost a given that he makes it. Now this gets interesting. I, do we carry six receivers? I kind of don't think so. And I don't know who's next I if do not. we do. But I I think I'm good with saying those five. So, to recap, that's Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings, Danny Gray, Ray-Ray McLeod. Maybe someone else sneaks in as more of a special teamer, but I I think those are our five. Who would
1: your fifth be? Or, sorry, who would your sixth be?
0: Maybe Malik Turner? I don't know. Do you – who would you say?
1: Um – so Malik Turner is higher on the depth chart, I believe it goes Malik Turner, Marcus Johnson, Willie Snead, yeah, and then Johnson Austin Mack. Well. But, oh, uh, yeah, um, I want to. I'm leaning towards Willie Snead because he's a veteran and he's actually had some some decent seasons yeah. as a wide receiver, three, four, or whatever. Um, so that's why. But I don't actually. I think I take that back. Because a lot of the time what NFL players will do is they don't want a veteran is your sixth wide receiver because that's not a guy unless he's totally down. But that's not a guy who usually is the big special teams guy. So I don't know Willie Snee very well. I don't know his special team ability. Um, But unless he's a great special teamer, which I don't.
0: He's a solid. He's a solid veteran receiver for sure. I could see him making the roster just because he's good and he's going to execute well and he can do like I don't know if he's good, but like he's competent. and He's a professional. But I don't, I don't think I – He'll just
1: them. barely be used as a receiver is my only thought. So I think I go sixth receiver is if 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 we have one. I don't think we will. If it is, number yeah. six, Marcus Johnson simply because Fred Warner hit him really hard in camp <laughs> and Brandon Ayuk stood up for him. Yeah. So that's why. All
0: right, let's do um, – next up, let's just handle fullback real fast. I think one fullback is going to make the team. I think it's going to be the 100th best player in the NFL, Kyle Juszczyk. I think that's a given. I don't think we. One have of the
1: best fullbacks in history, you guys.
0: Yeah. Oh um, yeah, the best currently in the NFL. Just unreal. Yuzcheck is making the roster. Easy. No other fullbacks are on the team. Maybe we stick Josh Hokit on the practice squad. I kind of think we might see some Jason Poe at fullback, but anyway. Um.
1: I was gonna make that same joke.
0: Kyle used to, That's not a joke. That's dead serious. Before that, that's gonna be after ah, Trent Williams just... gets handed the ball on the goal line. It's happening. It will happen. Yeah. I want it on record for when it happens. Oh god. Anyway, um, Kyle Yuzcheck is making the team. Oh, uh, should we start hitting the offensive line? Moving to tight end. That's nah, it tight end oh, yeah, first. Tight
1: end. Re- finish the receiving corpse. This is okay. George Kittle, one. don't worry.
0: George Kittle's going to be the number one it tight is. end. I think Charlie Warner. Really... Charlie Warner's next. He's been out with injury, but okay. he I think clearly kind of settled that number two spot last year. So that's he's third on the depth chart though. Yeah, but well, on the depth chart, I'm looking at he was injured, so he's down in and on the pump, okay. Fair. Mine. I've got ESPN. So, yeah. So I just don't think that's fair. Right. I think next up is going to be a new face to the Niners. I think the number three tight end. I don't end, like it. I think it's going to be Tyler Croft. I don't want
1: Dwelly gone. I
0: don't know that Dwelly's gone. And we're not taking forward. But when you read everything, he has just been, he's a veteran guy. He can catch passes, but he has been the best tight end besides Kittle in terms of blocking. Now that was before Werner was back that all that was coming out, but it sounded like Croft has been a really consistent, solid blocker. And the, I think the 49ers want a blocker. I think they want someone who can block a lot of the times instead of Kittle so that Kittle can stay healthier. I I think Croft is making this team.
1: I'm not – I don't disagree. I just don't want Dwelly gone. Yeah, and that's fair. Um,
0: that's reasonable.
1: But I, I think that – I think that he will be. Because I think that Croft makes it, and then it's I'm like, okay, is it Dwelly or Warner? I'm like, I can't imagine Warner getting cut. So, not what I like, but uh, no, I do think that it'll take three, and it's Kittle, Croft, and Warner. Um, yeah. So, let's see uh, how this O-line shakes out, and then we'll move on to defense. What are your thoughts here on the O-line? Yeah. You don't have to give me the starters, but who do like? O-line. You know, we, I think we talked about it last week.
0: Yeah. yeah. It, Actually, you O-line, know what? kind of your starters right you now. You kind of got to treat as one unit in terms of, like, who we're carrying on the roster. Well, Trent Williams is going to start at left tackle. Mike McGlinchey is going to start at right tackle, even though he's got some things to figure out still. Uh, Spencer Burford yeah. is going to start at right guard. I think that's a given at this point. He's dominated camp. I think he's taken every snap at that spot. I think that's almost a guarantee. I think Jake Rendell is going to yep. be starting center. He sat out the last preseason game, which is a great sign of the confidence the team has in him. And I think Aaron Banks is going to be the starting left guard, but I could see that changing. I could see that not being consistent throughout the season, but I think it's going to be Banks. So my starting offensive line is uh, from, let's go left to right, Williams, Banks, Brendel, Burford, McGlinchey. Those are the top guys in the depth chart, but I promise I'm thinking about this. I'm not just reading off a list.
1: So... Uh, I don't remember McGlinchey's injury, but I know he's banged up right now. And uh, I believe Kyle said Colton McKivitz is our starting right tackle right now. So he'll slide in there. So obviously he makes a team with that. Um, if McGlinchey goes on uh injured list, we get to add another one, I assume. But I've got that starting five as well. And then I believe they're going to take three bench O-line players. I don't know if that's short.
0: Yeah, I don't know who, though.
1: I've got McKibbitz, Brun School, and more.
0: McKibbitz, Brun School, and more. Okay. What about Jason Poe?
1: They could take an extra. It, yeah, I think he's the next one.
0: I, and what about the other guy I, I think is interesting is Justin School. He's been great filling in for guys.
1: That was the very tough for me. He's been that was so the one that was as very as tough. He's been so good
0: at tackle I, the past couple seasons.
1: I think they will utilize the practice squad for sure. Um, I, just don't know I actually there want there to now. put School in there. Um, it's school or Poe. I think they are gonna take four, even if Mike McGlinchey doesn't end up on the yeah. injured list. I think they will take four. Um, yeah. As we're reading it, I'm like, I'm, okay, with a lot of new guys in the interior. I'm i think with you they'll on McKivitz and
0: Brunskill. Brunskill is making this team because he's the backup center. He's the backup right guard. He yeah, might take veteran. over for Aaron Banks at left guard before the season is like even halfway through if Banks doesn't play better. So I, I think Brunskill's a given. I think McKivitz is a given. I'm I'm good with what with what you're saying, but I think Jason if Jason Poe makes this roster, it will not shock me at all. Donovan West I think will will be in the mix as well. I think he's a guy the 49ers have their eyes on as a potential center at some point. So yeah.
1: Yeah, it's probably practice squad. So are we going with eight O linemen? That's gonna be an eighth spot. We don't know if it's if it's school, Poe, West. We'll go with eight. Yeah. Or sorry, nine. I, nine guys. Five front, four back. I think up. that
0: works, but I don't know who they're gonna be.
1: So we're at twenty-six guys in the offense. Okay.
0: And want to knock out a couple special teamers. Let's just fill these spots. Uh Mitch Wisnowski will be the starting punter. So that's one. Robbie Gold will be the starting kicker.
1: I actually heard uh Wisnowski and Gold are gonna switch this year.
0: And then uh Tabor Pepper will be the long snapper. Those three guys those are three roster spots. They're making yeah. the team. Not a question. Yep. Let's uh let's knock out this defense real fast. What do you want to start? Um...
1: I want to finish with secondary, so let's let's go with D-line. Let's right. just work our way down that classic uh, Nick depth
0: Bosa chart. Nick Bosa will be the, the best in starting defensive end. I think that's a given. So I want to start... Yeah, to front do four is g- pretty... Interior guys, and then, and then pass rush... edge rushers.
1: Yeah. So, Armstead and Kinlaw, we already said, are going to be your front two. Yeah,
0: Armstead and Kinlaw are going to be the main guys. Um... I think Hassan Ridgeway's in.
1: I believe Yeah, he is. Kevin Gibbons is in as well. Those are probably B team guys.
0: I don't know if he really counts as an it's, exterior guy or an interior guy, but Kerry Hyder will make the roster. He's probably more of an exterior pass rusher. I have anyway. him. I have him
1: as, as an exterior. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. I he's just, he's just usually him. on the edge.
0: Yeah, he can do a little bit of both. But here's
1: the thing is They've got Jordan Willis on the edge as well. I uh, think often we take guys on the edge more than we do in the interior because it's easier for guys who play the edge well, the to 49ers, just slide in. Yeah, like they Jordan want Willis. That.
0: They want that speed. They want fresh guys. They want mm-hmm. fresh legs. Other than Bosa, obviously, who's the best. Um,
1: so the three guy, or the two guys in the third team for interior is Akeem Spence and Kevin Atkins, and I don't believe either of them make it.
0: No, I think they're
1: both. Um, I think Maurice Hurst is going to be on the IR. Well, he will be on the IR, He'll and then bad. when he comes back, s- someone will leave, and so he will be the fifth interior guy. But what I don't do you, believe they're really going to take
0: – What do we think about Kalia Davis? Yeah. Still coming That's off who ACL I also surgery.
1: am. So I don't know if he's going to be ready in time or not. So I think he could also be on the IR, and then they've got Davis and That's Hurst. Right. So I think they're going to take extra edge guys until those guys are healthy, and then those edge guys need to be on the
0: lookout. Totally makes sense to me. Um, so want to talk edge guys? Yes. Bosa's in. Drake Jackson is in. I think Drake Jackson is the starter. Samson Ebecom. Yeah, I think Drake Jackson is the starter Over opposite Ebicom. Bosa before the end of the season. I got nothing but but high hopes oh. and high expectations for that guy. That's why I say him before Ebecom. But yeah, Bosa, Ebecom, Jackson. Before the
1: end of the season, I can get behind. I yeah. think Ebecom will start sure. out. I think it'll be
0: a, sure. a, a 1A, 1B thing. Sure. So Bosa, Ebecom, Jackson. Um... I think Charles Menahue's in. Amenahue. I think Kerry Hyders in. Easy. I think Jordan Willis is I in. I
1: agree. I agree. That's actually exactly what I had. Yeah. Um, I slid Jordis over to interior to kind of even out the numbers. Yeah. Um, but that's exactly what I have. So that's 10 guys on the D-line.
0: Yeah. And that, I think, makes is a large sense. Number. Has been totally consistent with what the 49ers want to do. And I, yeah. I think 10 totally makes sense. Want to talk line? So we're at
1: 39. Yeah, we're at 39, heading into linebacker and secondary. We can do this. 14 left. Uh, yeah.
0: Linebacker, Fred Warner's making the team. He, uh, he sure is. I think Warner, Greenlaw, Al Shire are locked in as those top three guys. They're in. They're on this team.
1: And I I truly think we're going to see more three linebacker packages than we're used to. I think Warner, Aziz, and Greenlaw are – I think they're going to be out there all together a lot more than we think. Um. Just praying they can stay healthy altogether, so we can see that. I feel yeah. like usually Greenlaw or Izzy is one of them's banged up, and we get the other one, which is fine. Yeah, but uh, I, I do I think do that we think get Greenlaw, those three.
0: I kind of expect Greenlaw to uh, to become more clearly the second guy after. After Warner, I mm-hmm. think like Al Shire's great. He played great last season, and there was a lot of like, oh, he he, is, he maybe is better than Greenlaw. I, I think we see Dre Greenlaw be like, no, I'm an elite linebacker.
1: I hope so. Cause last year when he went down, we talked about cause Al Shire was yeah, phenomenal Alshire in his, was in Greenlaw's absence. And we had plenty of conversations saying, is Dre's gone, is Dre's job gone, or does he have to earn it when he comes back? And we had said, no, I think it's I think it's Greenlaw's to keep, but I think he needs to earn it still. Um, Shire, they're good buddies, but he's he's coming for his job. He's a big starter, and we he's he has shown that he can fill that role when needed, anytime. Yeah, I think they take two other guys. Okay, I think they're really gonna like the special team usage out of Oren Bank uh, Burks. Yep. And they're going to keep him, he's on the team. and then I think Demetri- Demetrius Flanagan Fowles has just been a great fourth, yeah. fifth linebacker in the past, totally and he makes agree. it as well.
0: One more name I want to mention. What do you think uh-huh. about rookie Marcelino McCrary Ball, whose name I probably just butchered, but McCrary Ball? He's a rookie. Practice squad. Practice squad. Okay, because he's been good. Like he's been, he has shown. Stuff. He's been good. He has flashed stuff.
1: It's it's just a. We've got a great linebacker room with these three starters, and so I think they're more so going – I think Oren Banks joined the team simply for his special teams skills. We've talked about that. I think that they really addressed this crappy special teams last year and addressed it this year, getting Ray Ray, getting Oren Banks, who's going to help. I think those are key role players in the special teams and will will be used when needed on the sure. field on defense. Okay. And I've just liked Flanagan fouls for the most part. I'd be kind of shocked – not that shocked, but – um, would like want to hear why Kyle cut him yeah. if he does get cut? Sounds, so sounds I good do to think me. they like, McC- yeah, I think they like. I call them MCC ball.
0: Let's uh, let's talk quarterback
1: his nickname. This is where it gets tough.
0: Yeah,
1: number wise.
0: Uh, so the starters tough number when wise. healthy are Emmanuel Mosley, Traverius Ward. Right.
1: We're at nine spots left. Let's keep that note.
0: So Ward and Mosley. Yeah, Traverius Ward and Emmanuel Mosley. And then Samuel Womack and Nickel. Those three guys are locks. They'll be the starters, I think. Mm -hmm. Womack's maybe the most controversial, but I I think that's almost a given.
1: Yeah, so we got got Ward, Mosley, Womack. I'm with you. I think Ambry Thomas is making the team. Give me that. I agree.
0: I think Quantrez Knight is making the team.
1: Do you? I do. I'm not surprised because he's been good. But so, where is Jason Verrett for you?
0: Jason Verrett, I think, probably starts on the IR.
1: Okay. The so right I'm, if if he start, I wasn't. If he if I wasn't he's healthy, then, he, then he makes the
0: team for sure. But but Quantras Knight, yes. I think, is in either so, way because Verrett's not a nickel guy. Really, I think Quantras Knight is the no. He's you're the right, but to I just Sam think. Lomac.
1: So what happens to Lenore?
0: Practice squad. Because we talked Maybe about Maybe makes we it. talked
1: about him. So you got Ward and Mosley yeah. starting corners, Womack in the nickel. If if they're all healthy, you got Verrett and Ambry Thomas is the backup corners. Yeah. And then you've got Knight as the is the backup nickel. Because Verrett and Ambry Thomas absolutely start over Lenore if there's an injury, right?
0: Yeah, sure.
1: And so you're telling you're saying that Knight also starts over Lenore behind Womack at the nickel.
0: I kinda think so. Yeah.
1: So that leaves Lenore as the seventh guy no matter what. They don't
0: cut what. Denard if they're not confident in Womack, but they also don't cut him if they're not confident in whoever's behind him. And that has been Knight. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Bruin. But.
1: No, that's a, that's a great point. And You are biased because you're a Knight, but. Sorry, I'm a Bruin. because. Not because you're a Knight. A Knight Gosh dang school, it. But that's a different topic. Um, <laughs> I, well, that, that's part of what messed me up, because yeah, <laughs> no, I no, thought no. of high school. Go Knights. But also, um, his last
0: name is Knight. Anyway. There's another guy who I think is making this team who can play nickel cornerback, but I think he's going to make it technically under a different position, so I don't know if we should talk about him yet. I agree. I think Dante Johnson, I agree. the barnacle, is making the team. Okay. He has proven so before we he to we get do whatever the 49ers need of him in the secondary. With Jimmy Ward being and injured, that's huge. I, just, I think Dante Johnson's on the team. We can talk about him more later, but I, just, I see him as a potential guy. To yeah, play so nickel. real quick. I see him playing anywhere let, in the secondary.
1: Let's get a number for the cornerbacks. Should we say Verrett starts on the IR so we can take six and not include him? Or do we
0: say they're taking seven? I have a hard time saying Verrett's not going to make the team.
1: Uh, There's no way he's uh, not going to. I'm saying do we want to say he's going to start on the IR so he won't count to the 53?
0: Yeah, sure. I haven't heard enough about his injury to really know.
1: This is fair. Um, Let me do my math. 26 on offense. uh, At our 10, that's 36. 41, 47. We're at 50. We're at 50. (laughs) And we need safeties. Only if we take six. We need three safeties. So this is what's tough. Yeah. Man, and I only did six. So that's what's tough. Yeah, so I think we have to – Maybe well, we cut. Maybe mm-hmm.
0: we do cut Knight. I think yeah, I think we'll have to. Yeah,
1: Even think. if Verrett starts in the IR, I think we might yeah. have to. Because six corners is a lot. Um, or we see a defensive lineman go because we took 10. And that's totally possible. Or we see an offensive lineman go. That's
0: totally possible. But so I, that's what I it's going to be. The 49ers is gonna be... are going to prioritize both lines over the secondary, though. It's just a fact.
1: So, we, yeah. Let's just get a quick breakdown before we give that final number. We got two quarterbacks five running backs. So that could be something to watch as well. Yeah. Maybe a running back gets kicked out to fill room in the, Entirely in the secondary. Possible. Entirely five possible. Re- five receivers. Five receivers, one fullback, three tight ends. Um Oh, I believe I put one twice. I did uh
0: two fullbacks. Yeah, we only have one fullback.
1: Okay, so maybe we're maybe we're just at 25 we got we are at 25 on the offense, so I added an extra one. So we've got another one to squeak in there. Perfect. 25 on the offense. We had 10 D-line. That's 35. We had five linebackers. That's 40. Yeah. We had six corners. That's 46. Add in that three on the special teams, and we're at 49 <laughs> heading into the safety spot. Well,
0: we gotta talk. We got to talk safety. Uh, the starters, when healthy, are Jimmy Ward and Talanoa Hufanga. Talanoa Hufanga. I knew you were going to were gonna love to hear that. My boy. I knew you were going to love to hear that. Of course, I haven't said his name in so long. So who? So, so that's two, and I think that's solid. I think Dante Johnson is making it as a safety as well, especially with Jimmy Ward injured currently, likely to start the season injured.
1: So no injuries. We've got Ward, Hufunga. You're thinking Johnson. We've got this new veteran, Gibson. We've got Odom and Moore. Moore was injured all last year. This is, this is very tough to I, make that final decision. I
0: don't know enough about Gibson. I think it's probably more. He's been good. He's veteran. He knows the team, he knows the system. I, I think Moore's probably Odom's more guy. of a special teams guy. Odom yeah. could make it as a special teamer. He totally could.
1: So I think that – I've heard that Ward actually might start the year in the IR. Yeah, I um, think that's likely. I've heard it's more serious than we want. That's the signing of Gibson. So let's go with Ward isn't going to count to the 53-man. So I think – We'll Gibson, say it's Hufunga.
0: Oh, sorry. So Hufunga – Johnson, Moore, Gibson,
1: and Odom's out.
0: Oh oh yeah, or Odom, Moore, or Odom, Gibson. What do you think? Part me thinks
1: it's Odom and Moore because Gibson just got signed, but he is a veteran. Yeah, Um, and he—I feel like he was okay for a shaky Bears defense last year. Yeah, Um, I haven't looked up a lot of his stats, so I don't truly know.
0: Yeah, I don't. Um, The safety position, but it's it's going to be two of those. You want. You want veteran guys in the secondary. If you can't have elite guys, you want veterans. Because you want guys who are smart. You want guys who know what's going on. And so I, I think it does favor veterans a little if it's not like a truly elite player at that spot.
1: Yeah. So we've got 25 guys on predicted. We've got 25, 25, and 3. So it split even down the middle. Um, two quarterbacks... Five receivers, so we we know our guys, Lance Setfeld, uh, we predict Purdy on the uh, the practice squad, Mitchell Wilson, Sermon, T D P and Hasty, as uh, what we said to yeah. keep an eye out on Mason, Debo Ayuk, Jennings, Graham McLeod, Kittlecroft Warner, Ustrek. Yeah. Uh all those O line guys, and the big question is who's that ninth guy if we do take nine? Yeah. I'd be pretty surprised if we only took eight. But I do think that eight will be McKibbeth, Brunskill and more. Yeah. Um, and that's that's assuming McGlinchey is healthy. Yeah. Him on the IR shakes things up. I don't so think
0: he will be on the IR. But
1: who knows? No. So that that secondary is the thing to watch. I don't I don't know if Knight makes it. It'd be exciting. It'd be cool. I'd be bummed to see Len- Lenore out so quickly. Even though it was an underwhelming season for him. Um. Yeah, a lot of, lot of battles here. Yeah. Um, and we've got until next Tuesday. Next Tuesday to see that uh, that roster cut down. Um, this is our last uh, two week apart episode. And then, and the then we're, we're rolling begins. with the season.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, 49ers unrestricted fans, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting us. We love doing this show. It's a good time. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And yeah, we uh, we probably got to run. But Daniel, any any parting thoughts to the listeners?
1: I feel like I say it every single week, just how excited I am and how how near football is getting. It is time. But uh, yeah, next next Tuesday truly is a big day because we will see this roster shaped out. We'll see who we're rolling with, who's on the and practice don't worry, squad, and who's gone. We will gone. grade
0: how accurate we were.
1: Yes, you will Absolutely. will Um, but the. The thing to really look out for is – I don't even I don't even want to be bold in saying it, but we have waited so long to see what the heck is going to happen with Jimmy Garoppolo, yep. and it's coming down it's to happened. a Tuesday. By the next, Are we keeping him? By our next is he episode,
0: it, we will know. And I think he's going to be gone. I think he's going to be cut, maybe traded, probably cut, but he's going to be gone. Yeah. All right we shall see thanks for tuning in everyone and I say this every episode as well but stay safe out there